Welcome to Punditocracy, Lawrence.com's politics and culture talk show, or podcast, or whatever the hell we are. We're drunk. I think we can at least agree on that. Yeah? yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm bombed. <laughs> ripped, shut up. Ripped to the gills. Yeah, I got off work a little early today, went down to the bar. <laughs> shut started, up. <laughs> started pounding. You don't talk hours. about my mom that way. <laughs> now you shut up. I tell you one more time, I... Anyhow, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the slurred, drunken introduction of everyone. Now let's do a formal introduction of this week's panel, minus Galen, uh, usual regular contributor. He's, I think, been shipped to Guantanamo Bay for reprogramming. But I am Gavin. I am Aaron. And I am Anna. And uh, our email for those who find us contentious Did we get any and emails? cantankerous, I haven't even checked it. I haven't figured out how to use a computer as most who are listening to this show right now will be able to figure out. But <laughs> if you'd like to email us, it is poundingthepundit at yahoo.com. And uh, we do have a website, punditocracy.net, but it's not much to speak of at the moment. We hope to soon be updating it frequently with a lot of shaved pussy. That is to say hairless cats. They're adorable. They are. They are. And I do plan on putting lots of links on our website to various porno pages so it's worth checking out <laughs> yes hot mi- hot military stud.com yes <laughs> so it's worth checking out our website for if for nothing else you'll be able to find links to pornography yes mostly of a political and military vein though right yeah jeff cheney. gannon cheney has got a hot ass cheney cheney sports camel toes quite frequently <laughs> apparently he's a human tripod our vice president uh but that is neither here nor there. We should get to the uh, business at hand. Uh, of course, the bombshell revelation that's rocked Washington this week. A, uh, a decades-old secret finally revealed, reverberating through the halls of power. Uh, no, not the identity of Deep Throat. Uh, who cares about some wrinkly old diaper case that smells like scotch and urine? No, the real story here is the revelation that Bob Woodward, in fact, has a clitoris in the back of his throat. And I think Carl Bernstein is a very happy man. Uh, now, but, I like Bob Woodward, and I love his books. Why no, do you have to... no, I'm not. I'm just saying that, I mean, everyone else is as shocked as I am to hear that he has a clitoris in the back of his throat. However, that explains, you know, the deep throat pseudonym for his anonymous source. It, it was, in fact, you know, Bob Woodward who inspired the film about a woman with a clitoris in the back of her you throat. You know, I hear a little, little people knew that. Chloroseptic will clear that right up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, you go to the dentist, one slip uh, of the drill, and all of a sudden it's female genital mutilation in the back of your throat, <laughs> gargling a lot of blood and clitoral hood. <laughs> ah, ah, uh, I need some Bactine in the back of my throat now. But yes, the the actual story, deep throat, the infamous uh, anonymous source that Woodward and Bernstein, reporters for the Washington Post used to help guide them in bringing down the Nixon administration has been revealed to be 92-year-old Mark Felt. Uh, the guy is a uh, vibrating, jittering, uh, what What would you call that? Not an octogenarian, but a... Nonagenarian? Nonagenarian. I think it's nonagenarian, yeah. But the guy is old. So his family decided that since he is about to die, he should get the credit that they think he has deserved uh, for being what they consider to be an American hero for helping to end the uh, corrupt Nixon administration. At least that's how Felt and his family 
feel or and, felt. And we lived happily ever after with no more corrupt <laughs> Republican, right. Republican administrations ever again. <laughs> but uh, what's your opinion on the historical legacy of Deep Throat, Aaron? Do you think that he, in fact, is a traitor as many, not even Ann Coulter, whose every other word seems to be traitor, just slips out in everyday conversation? Uh, or do you think that he, in fact, did do a service to his country by stepping forward and uh, un- outing the Nixon administration, oh, so to speak? A, he's a murderous traitor. He should be <laughs> tied up in the middle of Washington, D.C. and be horse-whipped and mutilated. Drawn bringing, and quartered! For bringing down the... Greatest yes. presidential administration ever, the Nixon administration. Pinnacle of integrity, the Nixon administration. Exactly. No, actually, I believe that he is a genuine American hero. Um, I think that we uh, hold our elected officials to a high, the highest standard. I was about to say high standard, but uh, <laughs> yeah. the highest standard, even though most elected public officials don't ever even come close to upholding the highest standards. Um, but, you know, when they break the laws, when they're corrupt, um, when they bring shame to the American government and our political system, which Richard Nixon did multiple times. Um, Just by appearing on Laugh-In, he degraded the office. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he, he almost brought this country, not, not bombing Cambodia and the uh, Vietnam quagmires, the fact that he appeared on the same program with Goldie Hawn. That just completely denigrated the office of the president irreparably. It's what happened to Steve Martin, too. (laughs) But here's a man that had deep throat. And by the way, why deep throat, specifically? Aside from my joking about Bob Woodward's clitoris in the back of his throat, which is a very serious medical condition, and I I hope he gets (laughs) that looked at pretty soon. Uh, But, I mean, there's so many other pornos out there that he could have selected from. Debbie Does Dallas. Was deep throat released... Yeah. 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 It was named after. Yeah. Oh, because named after the that. knowledge was coming from deep inside of his clitoris. No, I think. I think the fact that they were meeting in dank, dark garages was very you know, sticky because, garages. Because Bob felt, uh, excuse me, uh, Mister Felt uh, was filleting Bob Woodward. And I was about to say probably the reason is is because Mister Felt was sucking Bob Woodward's big hard cock. <laughs> You're just all jealous. Day long. You're jealous. <laughs> his throbbing journalistic cock. Uh, but yes, uh, Deep Throat, who was respond not not entirely responsible. That's kind of the myth that's been built up by all the president's men, the film and the book, uh, detailing Woodward and Bernstein's investigation into Watergate. It wasn't just Deep Throat or uh, uh, Mark Felt, as as we should call him now. Although it's just more fun to refer to him as Deep he Throat. He played a pretty integral part. I mean, I'm not sure if. Um Woodward and Bernstein would have been able to uncover this story if it hadn't been for Deep Throat. They they used felt mostly, from what I understand, to steer them in directions or steer them away from leads that they were following. He never actually supplied information. Didn't he just say he like, confirmed and money? denied? Well, according to uh, yeah, Hal Holbrook, we don't re- <laughs> in all the President's Men, and yes. that's the gospel truth. <laughs> Movies are truth. Well, we don't really know what. Deep Throat was telling Woodward and Bernstein. I mean, and, and the more interesting question I think is what Deep Throat's motivation was. Do you? Th- I mean, do you think that he was motivated out out of some altruistic purpose, uh, as his family claims, in that w- uh, he he saw wrongdoing and he thought that the wheels of justice were being uh, 
uh, slowed and in fact perverted by the Nixon administration. So he felt that his only recourse was to go to the press. Or was it a vendetta, as many in the right wing have been claiming because he was passed over for a nomination? He was the number two guy in the FBI, uh, just uh, for background. He was like a deputy undersecretary, alderman the second uh, viceroy of the FBI. And uh, he was going to be named, or at least thought he deserved to be named head of the FBI. However, he was passed over. And so there have been, there has been speculation that this was a personal vendetta. I don't think we'll ever know the answer to that question. Probably. Um, the I guy's would've... senile now, by the way. That means he's an American hero. If he's old and senile, much like Ronald Reagan, he's a hero. <laughs> Dreaming if... of horses forevermore. If I had to guess, he probably did it just because he saw corruption in government and felt that it was his duty as an American citizen to help bring justice to people who have broken the law. Um, if he was doing this out of some sort of vendetta, then my God, what an asshole. <laughs> Although, I don't know. That's Can he have it both ways, though? I mean, I mean, I mean it's a great way to get... It? I have to admit, it's a great way to get revenge. If he really did this for as a vendetta to get revenge because he was pissed off that he, you know, didn't get a particular post at the FBI. My God, what a way to do it! Bring down <laughs> an entire presidency and forever shame the historical <laughs> legacy of Richard Nixon. That is icing on the black pudding. Uh, if uh, you you have a personal political vendetta against Richard Nixon. And, oh, you know, by the way, you've uh, uh, averted a constitutional disaster uh, that would have inevitably happened if Nixon had remained in office. Uh, uh, By the way, just a side note, Oliver Stone's Nixon, great film. It is a great film. Uh, a lot of people think a lot of people were expecting Nick uh, Stone to make some sort of wild-eyed, you know, character assassination piece. But I thought it was that he portrayed Nixon as a very sympathetic character who was I, corrupted by power. I believe so too. And Nixon is a great film. I think one of the reasons why a lot of people don't really watch Nixon is because uh, of Stone's disastrous JFK movie. Oh, I love that film. JFK is a great film. One of the best in American history. Ah, but we're getting way off topic. Uh, we are a politics and culture talk show, so this happens quite a bit. We tend to take those well, uh, winding paths. To, Gavin tends to talk a lot about film. It's true. It's true. And if you if you haven't figured out by now, he hates Star Wars. Don't get me started, man. Uh, Don't get me started, bro, bro. I probably shouldn't even mention the words. <laughs> but back to Deep Throat. Uh, great point. Great film. Great, great film, by the way. Actually, I believe Deep Throat was uh, might have been the first porno movie I've ever I ever saw. Wow, that's precious. That's a pedigree there. Yeah. That's uh, that's starting your uh, your wanking career off on a very prestigious. Yeah, I was foot. Pro- I was probably about thirteen, fourteen. I was you, watching it. You know, little, quality got a little hard down there. <laughs> then all of a sudden, it just Hud an unspeakable thing happened. And, <laughs> and Aaron had to get the, the, the mop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to get the mop out. So I wonder if you have a clitoris <laughs> in the back of your throat, uh, are you masturbating at the same time that you're bulimic? I, it, well, yeah. <laughs> that you explains know, a lot about Hollywood. Yeah, while you're shoving your fingers down the back of your throat, like, are, are you self-pleasuring yourself at the same time that you're uh, uh, destroying your body? Although, although uh, stomach acid burns. That's so true. That's, that's something to watch yeah. out for. Yeah, I wonder if anybody's ever thrown up on a clitoris. Oh, I'm, of course somebody has. <laughs> Getting defensive because he's done it himself. Oh. No, I haven't done it myself, but has anybody thrown up on a clitoris before? 
Well, I mean, I'm sure but some I'm, drunk guy no, was going down let's on think, his girlfriend. Let's think about how many people are drunk in this town at this very moment. Yeah, and well, I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, if anybody's intentionally thrown up on a clitoris just as some sort of, you know, fetish, and it, like, and I wonder if that fetish is specifically to see if the stomach acid would burn the clitoris. Probably, this is. A, it'd probably just be kind of itchy. These are the deep probing questions that we ask on Punditocracy. Uh, but back to deep throat. Uh, this guy, Mark Felt, uh, former chief of the FBI uh, has been revealed as the source for Woodward and Bernstein's uh, Watergate investigative reporting. And of course, now that this is back in the limelight and there is apparently no other stories happening uh, in the world ever right now, uh, the media is, of course, consumed by it. And in order to further this story, they're they're dredging up all of these old Watergate figures like G. Gordon Liddy and uh, E. Howard Hunt and everything. And uh, uh, I just think it's great that <laughs> the people that are now uh, coming out and attacking Mark Felt for being deep throat and accusing him of being a traitor and immoral and uh, violating the code of ethics in Washington are Watergate burglars. Yeah, I was I was about to say how <laughs> they can you snitches. Uh, yeah. How can you say that <laughs> these people deep have throat is violating some sort of ethical code when the administration is sending people out to break into a apartment yeah. to our hotel room, I the, guess. These are the rules that govern Scarborough country oh, man. <laughs> on MSNBC. Yeah, but these are the same people talk, that are out murdering tobacco whistleblowers. Right. <laughs> talk about hypocrisy. Oh, no. And, and, and uh, that is the great thing about these sorts of stories, these blasts from the past uh, like surfacing, is that all these old political vendettas are also bubbling forth. The same thing happened uh, when John Kerry was running and you know the swift boat veterans uh, came oh, to the service like these old political like vendetta like these guys who are still just infuriated by the fact that John Kerry uh, protested the war after he came back <laughs> and, and, and the same thing's happening now like the like G Gordon Liddy these people that thought that Nixon didn't do anything wrong like the same way that the Swift Boat veterans saw, oh, nothing bad happened in Vietnam ever. Like uh, these people like G. Gordon Liddy and the other Watergate burglars coming out and say, oh, uh, Mark Felt was a traitor. And Nixon was a great man and a great president. And uh, sure, you have to you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet. But uh, Nixon was tough enough that he was able to do it. Got, eh, like, eh. Same way that Ronald Reagan was idolized post-mortem like Nixon has somehow been absolved of his crimes against the American people. But Looking back on it now, though, I mean, what Nixon did comparable to, say, the Bush George administration, Bush. <laughs> or I, I would even say some of the scandals of the Clinton administration. I'm not talking about Monica Lewinsky, but some things like um, Whitewater. You know, I mean, is what Nixon did really that bad? Um, I mean, I know it's bad, but I mean, comparatively to what other presidents have done and have gotten away with, well, and let's just, let's just take Bush yeah. for an example. I mean, taking us into a war lying about, although whole, you, you could argue that Nixon's bombing of Cambodia was in fact a war crime and a lot of, and that's why Henry Kissinger is now wanted <laughs> for, uh, investigation yeah, but you in, can in also, some international courts. Yeah, but you can also make an argument that Lyndon Johnson was a war criminal. That's true. I mean, he did the same, you know, he did the same stuff in Vietnam. I mean, that's true. however, the, uh, uh, Nixon's problem was that he got caught. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> imagine if Nixon had had Carl Rove 
Yeah, I know. Just the great the, black clouds of evil. Woodward and Bernstein would be pilloried as traitors <laughs> and as not supporting the troops somehow because they're exposing the Watergate break. And, oh, well, you don't support the troops. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and in fact, it is kind of quaint now looking back at what Nixon has been charged with uh, compared to the well, most recent example, George Bush, uh, lying to the country about our reasons for going into Iraq. Oh, but, you know, you can also talk about Reagan and the Iran-Contra scandal. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, there's... Yeah. What about it's... the Teapot Dome scandal? Yeah, Nobody no, ever I... brings that up anymore. Warren G., <laughs> the original <laughs> gangster. <laughs> Regulators, regulate. Uh, but... <laughs> Harding. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, <laughs> Simmer down. Hard on. Uh, but yes, uh, Nixon was basically Woodward and Bernstein uh, exposed Nixon's pretty much direct uh, involvement with a break in into the Democratic headquarters in the Watergate Hotel. And uh, by investigating and through this, they found all sorts of money laundering to. People like G. Gordon Liddy, who are basically uh, former CIA assassins, um, now uh, mercenaries back in the 70s. And uh, it also dredged up, you know, Nixon's enemy list and uh, the fact that he was uh, wiretapping the Oval Office and uh, just the height of paranoia and uh, political Machiavellian maneuvering that were happening in the Nixon White House. And Mark felt was part of the FBI investigative team into the Whitewater accusations. However, the case was under wraps and uh, felt, uh, supposedly, uh, thought that none of the investigation was going to come to light. That's why he went to Woodward and Bernstein. And uh, I, think, I think it could be argued that he did, in fact, do a service to his country. If only he'd been around during the 9-11 investigation. Yeah. Digging stuff up. Yeah, yeah. Although we do have modern-day crusaders, like... Robert Novak. Um, <laughs> Valiantly exposing our operatives yes. in other countries. Yes. Bob Novak doesn't even need a middleman. He'll just blurt it out in his columns. <laughs> I know the name of an undercover CIA operative who's a political opponent of the Bush administration. <laughs> I'll put their life in jeopardy. Here's their address. Modern day hero. And since she's a Democrat, she's probably a traitor to the country anyway. That's right. So That's right. You know, she's probably a CIA mole or something, probably giving information to the enemy. <laughs> better expose her. Here are her weak spots. Yes, uh, when you look at the lineup of people who are coming out against Deep Throat, um, they're not very impressive. Yeah, they? you've got G. Gordon Liddy, you've got Robert Novak, and you've got Pat Buchanan. <laughs> Nixon's former oh, speechwriter. You know, that's it's funny you should mention Pat Buchanan oh, really? because I saw him this morning on C-SPAN talking about uh, Deep Throat. And I assume everything he had to say was just glowing and positive about <laughs> Deep Throat. Oh, it was, yeah, it was so positive. He talked about how the crimes that Richard Nixon did were so terrible and about how he regretted working for such a foul beast. And, um, <laughs> oh, no, of course. Of course, Buchanan was... Uh, yeah, oh, oh uh, uh, interesting side note. I've seen Pat Buchanan in his underwear. In fact, it's uh, our uh, desktop wallpaper right yes, now. Yes, it is. He was on the cover of Spy Magazine like, back in 1991 or 92, 
for some reason, Spy Magazine had a photo of Pat Buchanan in his tidy whities <laughs> My God, why? I don't know, but he was nominated the sexiest man in politics for 1992. <laughs> well, does he have a good body? Hell no. Okay. No, no, no. He has a worse body than his sister, yeah. Pat Buchanan. He's just a hair above Gerard Depardieu's <laughs> physique. And he, he's wearing those like uh, old guy uh, tidy oh, whities yeah. that are like... Uh, the, the male granny panties that. that are just kind of billowing like there's large there's a lot of room to maneuver in there he just took a, a sailboat's sail uh, and, <laughs> and swathed himself in it. Did he have a big, swaddled his loins does he have a big package you see a big bulge down there in his underwear or? in fact i think it was concave it actually like oh. went inwards there's there was a large like bulge above a vacuum the, uh, the large okay. gut yeah he's a well-fed conservative politico uh, <laughs> not that i care about how big you're gonna be jerking off to it later tonight he's jerking off to it right now (laughs) the key for i apologize to future podcasters the keyboard's going to be a bit gummy because aaron couldn't sheath himself in the face of pat buchanan's raging manhood (sighs) (laughs) i hope lots of our listeners have small children yeah yes in the room yes please uh, please let us corrupt them (laughs) i hope that you tape this Put it on a loudspeaker at Kinder Care <laughs> and expose the next generation to our political shenanigans. Uh, but Deep Throat. Have you seen any good pornos lately, Aaron? Um, Big Titty Tramps. <laughs> What's the name of Snoop Dogg's porno? Oh, Hustlers. Hustlers. Was it Hustlers? Hustlers with a Z. Yes. I started watching that, but I was too drunk and passed out. So. <laughs> it has a clown in it. Yes. I do clown remember sex. the clown part. Yeah. Clown sex. I'm not a big fan of clowns. Which I think is an appropriate metaphor for uh, today's political climate. Uh, just trying to tie things back in with politics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I, I think we've uh, uh, thoroughly, thoroughly scraped the bottom of the deep throat barrel now. Uh, moving on to something a bit more highbrow probably international. S- probably scared off all of our listeners. Hey, they can fast forward. That's the beauty of podcasting. They can just zip right past it. Uh, but, but why would you want to? I know. It's it's like watching a train wreck. You want to see the mangled bodies in the charred wreckage. Exactly. Uh, but again, on a more international tip. Uh, Ooh, international. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a more international purple throbbing tip. Uh, France. Oh, the French. Ah, the French. The French. Uh, last week, overwhelmingly rejected the uh, new European Union constitution. And uh, there's been a lot of dissecting of why this happened. And uh, in this country, people on both sides of the spectrum, like the, the neocons have been saying, oh, it's a rejection of socialism. Uh, oh. And the people on the left are uh, saying that, no, it's a, a, a rejection of, uh, you know, world trade uh policies that hurt uh, developing countries and so on and so forth and there's a there's a lot of uh bickering going on in the aftermath of the french vote uh but i think we can at least say one thing for certain the french are pussies can't we all at least agree on that yeah but they make a damn fine baguette that's true that's true and i think that might be why they're such pussies is that they're larded down with uh butter and other savory french foods uh greasy duck meat yeah, they're all, you know, stuffing themselves with cheese and sipping their wine and <laughs> laughing. And... I wish I was. Ah, damn it. I could really go for a bottle of Cabernet right now. Uh, but not a fucking Merlot. However, what do you think, Aaron? 
Is there is there anything to be gleaned from the vote in France on the European Union Constitution? Can't say I'm surprised. Yeah. Um, you know, all of the different reasons why uh, people on the left and the right are saying I. I don't know why the French decided to go against the European Union. I think it has more to do with just sort of deep-seated resentment between different European countries. I think it's really pretty hard when you get... I, how many countries are in the European Union? Like 15? Oh, I think it's expanded now since uh, the United States has been pushing for some of the Eastern European countries. Right. I, think, I think it's about 27, actually. 27? Yeah, it's, well. it's in the 20s. Regardless, um, whenever you have such a large number of countries, it's going to be next to impossible for all of them to agree on a single unified constitution that would govern all of them. I I think it's unrealistic to think that um, any of the European countries will ever be able to, you know, find common ground on how to run the European Union. A lot of them have common ground on the fact that they don't want to include turkey yeah and they i don't well they don't want to include turkey they all pretty much hate the united states they're and, all and, pretty uh, much yeah. um anti-war yeah. but there's so many you know economic issues social issues political issues just within the european continent that probably a lot of us just don't even really know about or really even understand yeah although i would like to uh, uh highlight what anna mentioned about turkey uh turkey was uh, the European Union sort of reluctantly let Turkey join, and uh, they but, mostly bended to United States pressure on Turkey because Turkey was seen as a valuable ally in the uh, our Middle Eastern excursions currently. And uh, <laughs> one of the things that uh, this vote has pointed out uh, rather unflatteringly to the French is that uh, there is a lot of xenophobia in France there's a lot of racism and and there's fa- a lot of racism in germany there's yeah. a lot of racism in germany racist huh? oh <laughs> what <laughs> no say what <laughs> there's a lot of racism in italy and poland and england i mean it's everywhere yeah and uh and, but here's the other point too about turkey turkey isn't really part of europe yeah and i guess the point is is that if you're going to accept turkey into the european union what's next I mean, I've already heard that Morocco wants into the European Union, and their justification for this is because there's so many European tourists that come through Morocco each year that they feel that they should adopt the euro and be part of all this. I mean, I, it's it's quite true. And so, if, does that then mean that the United States should become a Japanese principality ooh, because we? we have so many Japanese tourists? I hope we can. <laughs> that would be great. Sushi is very expensive. I'd love to pay hundreds of thousands food. of something for, you know, a, a piece of fish. You know, like the, you have the yen that are like so outrageous in, in their conversion rate. Uh-huh. Or, or the peseta or, or the Italians. Uh, lira. The lira. Don't exist anymore because of the euro. Bring it back. Bring it back. Oh, it might be coming back. Yeah. But, you know, I guess the point is, is that, you know, 27 countries now. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. I think that one of the reasons the European Union is failing is because they have offered all of these countries to come into this. If they had just started off with the original European Union and just had it actual European countries or, like France, Or as Donald Germany, Rumsfeld refers to it, old Italy, Europe. Old Europe. Well, sure. There you Derisively. Uh, well, we, that's old Europe. We don't really do. But when you start bringing in countries that aren't even in Europe, <laughs> it's bound to fail. Well, and right. again, where does it stop? We ha- we have Guam. 
<laughs> we have Puerto Rico, yeah. That's so yeah, we but can those are territories. Them. That's true. We just want to use them. Yeah. But uh, I think that um, yes, uh, it's really hard because there is a, a bizarre coalition of people in France and now in the Netherlands. Uh, the Netherlands rejected the new constitution by an even wider margin than France did, uh, and it's a combination of racists and hippies. This weird coalition of, of people, uh, like uh, isolationists, uh, who are afraid that since the European Union will feature like NAFTA-style free trade agreements between the European countries oh, and, a right, and a free flow of workers, uh, they don't want any filthy Muslims in their country. Free trade and jobs, bad. Yeah. <laughs> very, very bad. However, the hippies rejected it because there weren't enough trade protections uh, oh. and, and there weren't enough uh, socialist uh, ideal. So it's sort of like Oregon over there right now. Yeah, basically, yeah. You know, uh, you got your rednecks and you got your hippies. And, 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 and Aaron, sparring. Aaron uh, famously coined the term redneck hippie. Redneck hippie. Redneck hippie. There is exactly. such a thing. Yeah, Go to Colorado. Yeah, Colorado is nothing but redneck hippies. <laughs> you have this weird coalition of mountain men and uh, uh, stoners it's from like, Boulder. It's like strawberry kiwi. Two very diverse flavors that just merge into something <laughs> completely different. Ah, the Europeans. Ah, how they love to make love with their faces. <laughs> after, after their lips have been smeared with greasy baguettes and goose meat. <laughs> Never make that sound again. (laughs) Europeans are such idealistic fucks. (laughs) Just crapping rainbows over there. Uh, But um, I don't know. It's hard to say whether or not this has any ramifications short term for the United States because you know that's the only that's the only way that we can view international politics. How does it affect me? I think it would help the United States. Some, in my opinion, yeah. Well, I I don't really know you know, what the final result, whether it's going to hurt or help, but I would think at this point that it would only help the United States. Yeah. We, uh, I think the Bush administration is actually polling for the European Union because they'd prefer a unified Europe so that we can get more military help in the war on terror. Yeah, but that's also a unified Europe that could present a very big economic challenge uh, challenge to yeah. the United States. Uh, we're already losing ground to the Chinese and the Indians, so, yeah, what's yeah. one more superpower? <laughs> We're, I think we're we're going to be relegated to like the world's Utah. Basically, we're going to be that country uh, with all the religious crazies who just do their own thing and really don't affect the rest of the goings on in, in the world. Much like Utah in the United States right and now. And we do loves us some polygamy. <laughs> Straight Sp- polygamy. Spe- speaking of, there's a notorious child molester moving into Lawrence, <laughs> but. <laughs> Just thought I'd uh, throw out that sensationalist headline from the journal world. Because I'm sure there's no other child molesters that live in Lawrence. Right. Not notorious ones. Yeah. Not notorious they're very, ones. They're very quiet, right. cult sleeper hit. I love it when you call me Big Papa. <laughs> they lure little children in their houses very quietly. <laughs> yes, they're subtle, subtle child molesters. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, We'll just use that as a segue into local news. Um, this is a this is a story that I found hilarious and is again another example of how Kansas is slowly going down the theocratic toilet um, uh, and has become overrun by a small cabal of really crazy ass conservative Republicans. Um, 
I don't know if anybody's heard of Kay O'Connor, uh, state representative from Olathe. She's uh, she's the one that brought even more uh, national attention to Kansas back in 2001 uh, when she, oh boy, where is, I'm trying to find the exact quotes here. Oh yes, um, O'Connor decided, Oh, excuse me. O'Connor decried a society that she said tears families apart, saying, I think the 19th Amendment, which allowed women to vote, while it's not an evil in and of itself, is a symptom of something I don't approve on. Uh, she added, the 19th Amendment is around because men weren't doing their jobs, and I think that's sad. I believe that men should be the head of the family. The women should be the heart of the family, which means they should be, you know, pooping out dinner and uh, making Pop, babies. Popping out babies, yeah. scrubbing the toilet. Yeah. Uh, well, but damn she, it, but I, she, that is absolutely correct. Women should learn <laughs> their place, and they should stop voting for one. Yes. And they should get back in the kitchen. And, and they should make they you should, a sandwich. Exactly. And they should bear <laughs> as many children as I ask for. Uh, and uh, I don't know. This, I, this goes directly contrary to what Oprah's been telling us, which is that women are so strong. Oh, Oprah's full of women, shit. Women are so strong that they do the laundry and they don't even complain. And Oprah is full of shit. And yes, in fact, she, she did a show about shit. She did an entire show on fecal matter. Not joking. She, mm-hmm. About about the health. How how your dung should look. But speaking of fecal matter, back to Kay O'Connor. Yeah, but back to, <laughs> back to Kay O'Connor, who is now running for Kansas Secretary of State. Uh, and This brings up a number. Yeah, it, of, of lovely hypocrisies. Yes, uh, and, and the dissonance here. Uh, she's decrying women being able to vote and leaving the kitchen. However, uh, she herself is a state representative and is actively campaigning for a, a job with more power and more responsibility. And I well, don't know. I don't. Well, know, God I, damn it! That girl ought to. Get out of politics and get back into the kitchen, boy. Precisely. She's ignoring her wifely duties. She should be on her hands and feet with a scrub brush in one hand and her husband's cock in the other hand, and she should, uh, she should, be, get... she should be the throbbing heart of the family, and the, what... the household wench. And on Friday night, she can go out and get me a case of Miller Lite, <laughs> and then she can suck on my balls. She's also arguing that you're not a very good breadwinner, though. And then on She's Saturday morning, right Saturday morning, she can chop wood for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, oh, this is this is ridiculous. I remember she, her. She's she's an elected official who's decrying women voters. Right. She is a woman who was voted into office. I'm assuming probably yeah. by a large number of women. Let's be nice. Let's be. I nice. don't know about that though. I mean, most she's, women are a majority of women tend to vote more liberal. Not necessarily. It might actually be Not in, in her. State. Not in Olathe, apparently. <laughs> Not the soccer moms anymore. They got to uh, pay for their SUVs. Yeah. Security moms. Yeah. Security moms are called now. That's, uh, you know... Since she is a woman, she's probably not smart enough to realize that she's completely. I think you're right on. Full of shit. <laughs> because women, women's brains don't work quite that well. Yes, we are down in the basement. Yeah, of- if, you, if you if you heard that toilet flushing in the background, no, that's uh, not any future political careers that we might have going down <laughs> the tubes. We are in the bowels of the uh, uh, Lawrence Journal World bunker. <laughs> I don't know. That uh, that might have been a commentary. Yeah, maybe on our punditry. That could be, could be. That could have been Cup of Joel's feces <laughs> shooting 
right across our heads. Um, you just <laughs> wish you were that magnificent. Well, he drinks so much coffee. I imagine his <laughs> bowels are pretty irritated, so he's probably going a lot. Uh, <laughs> but but K. O'Connor again, I, indicative of uh, Kansas's status as laughing stock of the union. Even people in Oklahoma are looking at us going, damn! Yeah, even people in Mississippi at this point are looking yeah. at us and going, damn. Yes, uh, yeah, she wants to go for higher office now. I mean, it's a travesty that she's still in office now. Do you think, do you think she votes for herself? No she, no. she probably can't bring herself to vote for a woman. She's too busy in the kitchen. So I, That's a good question, though. I wonder if she voted. Like, yeah. like, do you really want to elect people like that? You can't a representative point it out, who doesn't even vote. Like, you can't point it if out. If she to thinks them. that she shouldn't have the vote, I mean, I, I, that's a good question. We should pose it. We should email K. O'Connor. I mean, she, I'm she sure is, she'd love to reply to us. Yeah, I know. Maybe you, our, our listeners, should email K. O'Connor. K. O'Connor. If you, if you're in Olathe right now, we know some people that live in Olathe. If you're a K. O'Connor constituent. Please ask her if she voted for herself or if she's voted at all. In which case, if she has, she's a hypocrite on yet another meta level. Like we're we're preaching approaching. Our minds like are blown. Marcel Duchamp postmodern hypocrisy. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like God, it's all cubist, man. Uh, but yeah. Oh, the people that run our state, the people that represent us. It's it's just a barrel of laughs. Ugh. It does give us something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, there's an unending source uh, stream. Uh, oh, Sam Brownback also. Uh, Sam Brownback I, I saw recently was on uh, ABC's morning Sunday morning talk show with George Stephanopoulos, arguing against Arlen Specter that uh, basically Arlen Specter deserves to die of cancer really? uh, because uh, you know his life is not as important as a. Uh, uh, embryonic stem cell. <laughs> they had Arlen Specter debating Sam Brown back on the merits of stem cell research. Oh. Arlen Specter dying of cancer right now. No, I shouldn't say dying. He has cancer. He's going undergoing cancer research. Arlen Specter, along with many other Republicans, supporting uh, embryonic stem cell research because you know Republicans are people too, and they have families, and they have family members that are sick. They themselves are sick. Because uh, so, they've been smoking for so long. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Sam Brownback uh, and uh, Rick Santorum are going to be leading a filibuster charge against uh, this uh, embryonic stem cell bill could, that passed the House. Could stem cells cure Santorum <laughs> of Santorum? Yeah, I doubt it. I think I think Santorum's a lost cause. <laughs> Much like Lou Gehrig, he's going to have a disease named <laughs> after him. It's so, it's so rare. <laughs> <laughs> right-wing asshole syndrome will hence be known as Santorum's disease. Uh, of course, we, we're also trying to spread Santorum as a, a, a dirty slur. Right. Uh, uh, Dan Savage coined Santorum as the fecal and lube froth left over after anal sex. <laughs> <laughs> For more information on that, you should check out Savage Love. Uh, I think it describes Rick, Rick Santorum's personality pretty well. I'm just imagining Rick Santorum's anus as a beer stein with a head of frothing <laughs> lube and fecal matter. God, we have take, hit. take a slurp off of that. We have truly hit a new low. I'll here. bet Sam Brownback would take a drink out of that. They seem to be so cozy. Um, <laughs> he is a brownbacker. <laughs> he's a brownbacker. <laughs> oh. oh, this is what happens when we don't have Galen here to be the moderating oh, centrist God. voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but goodness, boy, we've 
You know, for not having a lot to talk about, we've been rambling on and on for a while. You listen to it. (laughs) Sucker. Oh, but uh, most of our ramblings today have not been about politics. <laughs> well, that's the weird thing. I, I think, in fact, they have been since politics have become basically pop culture. Uh, I think we've now. Well, it and, depends on how you look at no, it. No, no. All the way it's presented in the media has become uh, entertainment. Uh, so, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. CNN and Fox News is really just one big giant soap opera. Yeah. Yes, if there's. It's not even really journalistic news anymore. Oh, goodness. And thank God that this Michael Jackson trial is about to come to an end. Because uh, you can't stand the suspense. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's driving me crazy. <laughs> they, they brought out, uh, you know, for Sweeps Week, they brought out all of the uh, guest appearances by Macaulay Culkin and Jay Leno in the <laughs> Michael Jackson trial. <laughs> but the, the funniest thing, though, uh, and Anna actually caught this, um, uh, when, e- you, when you were watching the E-Recreation, right. who was playing Jay Leno? That would be Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel is playing doing a terrible Jay Leno impersonation with a fake chin. <laughs> what is this? He recreates the Michael oh, Jackson. Oh, recre- who is playing Macaulay Culkin? I, uh, I some no name kid. I, I actually saw a clip of that. He's probably Kieran. Not who yeah, no. <laughs> He's yeah, one of his like twenty brothers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder if his brothers were molested by Michael Jackson too. Uh, I think at the time this is going on, uh, they were they, too were, young. they were probably still in the incubator. <laughs> Although hey, Michael Jackson, I was going to say, him man. Young. I was about to say that Michael Jackson likes them young, and you know, even if they're only um, right out of the womb, it still might interest him. <laughs> he, he he likes them completely hairless. Thank goodness the FCC has yet to regulate the internet, although they're planning on it. We will probably be talking about this. Uh, the FCC is currently holding hearings on oh. whether or not to regulate the uh, How in online. God's name could you do that? <sighs> well, uh, we are in big trouble. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> they decide to regulate the internet. Yes, uh, is coming after our ass. Galen, Galen's going to get an extra car battery hooked up to his genitals in Guantanamo Bay if that ever happens. Uh, yeah, hopefully, Galen, you'll uh, get a furlough and you'll be joining us next week. Actually, Galen is not in Guantanamo Gay. I think he's Guantanamo Gay. <laughs> Did I say gay? That'd be a great gay bar. Guantanamo, <laughs> Guantanamo gay. gay. It's got a you know a fiery Cuban beat, and you know there's all sorts of genital mutilation going on there. Yeah, it's, I think it would make a great theme bar. <laughs> You just, theme you just, gay bar. You just developed that concept. Or it'll be like a sandals resort. <laughs> Actually, the tr- I was what I was gonna say is the truth is is that Galen is went down to Mexico to party and did some bad things with a local girl there, and uh, is now in a Mexican prison. There's right. a ballad being written about him. As That's we speak. right. So we have to go down there after the show and bail him out. Oh, actually, he's Taking been uh, he's been rendered by the Bush administration to Turkey. Uh, oh, he's in a Turkish prison. Yeah, he's in a Turkish prison. Oh. Where uh, that's better than my Mexican prison. Yeah, he's he's so. now uh, in fact engaged to a man named uh, uh, Herb. Herb. Yes. Uh. <laughs> and I hear that the ceremony is going to be lovely. A lot of drug dealers going to be attending. Uh, a uh, gay transvestite prostitute will be Galen's best man. Uh, it's it's uh, just send us pictures, Galen. We'll post them on the website. We Best. hope you survive. Yes. <laughs> we, yeah, we hope but you survive you are, your honeymoon. If you are getting married, then that does mean you're somebody's bitch, and you should be okay. 
It's true. Because, you know, you will be... You <laughs> that know, implies he, protection. He protection, needs to exactly. Protection masculine sovereignty. care. K.O. Connor would say that he needs to accept <laughs> masculine care. He should not vote anymore either. <clears throat> Okay. So, anyway. Okay. Do we have anything that doesn't suck this week? I hope Galen doesn't listen to this because he's I, liable to be very pissed at us. Uh, yeah. You know, one thing that uh, uh, is is uh, <laughs> not not going to be sucking is Galen on his honeymoon. Uh, but uh, oh, he might be sucking. Uh, no, I'm saying and he will, yeah, he'll be doing some sucking. Uh, but uh, Anna, what doesn't suck this week? You know, I'm at a loss. But you brought up hairless cats earlier. No, you had one. Did, did I have one? Yeah, the advantage. Oh, yeah, okay. See, I have a very loose grasp on my brain. Um, there's a band called The Advantage that covers 8-bit Nintendo soundtracks. It so if you ass. like jangly, repetitive, crazy music that makes you feel like you're a 10-year-old trying to beat some fucking Mario boss again. We've awesome. been listening to it a lot, right? And uh, it's That's amazing. awesome. No, I have great. not told me about this. We just before. got it. We just got it. Like, we'll, it's been we'll out give you for a, a while, but yeah. yeah. Sweet. Uh, but it's amazing when you're listening to like, uh, our brains. Uh, we have this generation grew up with Nintendo, and our brains are so hardwired, and we wasted so many hours oh, yeah. of our lives playing these games that these songs are still embedded, and they still elicit like a physical response. So some of the boss music and some of the dungeon music, I, I start sweating, and my heart <laughs> starts palpitating because, oh, God, i got to fight the wizard. Oh, <laughs> Meanwhile, you're driving down the street but, like, trying to like, a, take out an SUV. Yeah. <laughs> There's a full body response when you listen to this crap because uh, we were such nerds. Aaron, what doesn't suck? doesn't suck? Well, since we were talking about video games, and since I'm a video game dork, Aww. and all I seem to do is Hoo-ah! play video games, um, Doom Three. I just started playing it for the Xbox. If you like first person shooters, if you like sort of a, I guess it's kind of a horror adventure sort of category maybe although doom is just kind of doom yeah. um it's awesome if you've played the other doom games you'll love this one it's creepy it's gory it's awesome it's on xbox and on pc nice. uh well hell since we're having an all video game things that don't suck segment resident evil 4 i know oh yes yes uh i just got it i know i'm kind of uh behind the trend uh i'm knee deep in it right now that game is uh, currently ruining my life. Uh, I have not seen a ray of sunshine in the past week. I used to, um, well, when I was playing it, I'd jerk off at least two or three times a day, just purely while playing it. Just to keep in shape. Just to keep in shape. <laughs> just, just to keep your, I mean, I had just such a the big, circulation flowing. I had such a big heart on the entire time I was playing it anyway that I eventually you like had that, to release. You like the lead character that looks like Nick Carter, don't you? Yes, yes. Yeah, the eerie resemblance between Leon S. Kennedy, the protagonist of Resident Evil 4, and Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys uh, Backstreet is, is back. No, right. no, 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 no. <laughs> Ashley, the president's daughter. Have you, <laughs> have you gotten that far yet? Oh, yeah, I've gotten that far, okay. but isn't it true that if you beat the game, she shows up the next time you play it through in a Britney Spears outfit? Well, it's like some sort of, yeah, it's kind of like a bikini type thing. I don't know if it's a Britney Spears outfit. Per the technology has gotten to the point now where realistic jiggle 
uh, for female characters in video games has become standard, and uh, Resident Evil 4 is no exception. It's a technological marvel. And I believe there's cheat codes aplenty to put whatever sort of attire you want on her. Yes. So I would like to see Leon and assless chaps, actually. And I, I mean, since you have the view like behind Leon most of the time, you'd be getting a lot of you could be getting an eyeful of ass throughout the game. You seem <laughs> to really like ass. Leon's ass. It's tight, it's a man. Nice ass. It's tight. It's well rendered. I have to admit tight. it. I have to admit it's pretty tight, and I'm not gay. <laughs> and I still was checking. You can still admire a great piece of exactly. art. <laughs> if I was a gay man, oh. I'd be all over Leon. Then I'd feel really bad for all the other gay men out there. But I am straight, so I tend to go for Ashley. Although, it would be kind of cool if you could like make Ashley and Leon screw on the game. I, you know, I bet there are simulators out there. But sure, there are. My God, we've la- we've wasted a lot of time uh, this week's episode. Uh, however, hopefully, you, the podcasting audience, enjoyed wasting it with us. Um, this has been Punditocracy. You can email us if you have been offended, disgusted, or even bored by what you've heard at poundingthepundit at yahoo.com. And if you're not somewhat offended, there probably is something wrong with you. <laughs> that means you're one of us. But until next week, uh, have, a, have a pleasant weekend, people. And uh, you may want to bathe. So signing off, this has been... Anna. And Aaron. And I'm Gavin, and you've been listening to Punditocracy on Lawrence.com.